0: everyone and welcome to our leadership series On the Sofa with Angie. Today's special guest is Laura Moniz de Arrigal um, who is the VP of Revenue Growth at Nudge. So delighted to chat to you this morning Laura.
1: Hi everyone, yeah hi Angie, thanks for having me on your sofa this morning virtually.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. So, Laura, you've had an incredible career, uh, rapidly moving from being an individual contributor where you're awarded Software um, Saleswoman of the Year, um, you're listed as the top 20 SaaS um, leaders in the UK, um, and now you're a, a VP of Revenue Growth at Nudge. Um, so that's been a, an incredible journey, and we're really excited to, to hear about your journey today. No, I'm delighted to be here. If I can share any words of wisdom, more than happy to. Thank you. So I think um, a lot of our members of our community are um, sort of individual contributors um, who are looking to move into uh, leadership. what were some of the the sort of challenges that you experienced, and, and perhaps even uh, some of the mistakes that you made when you moved from being that individual contributor who was super successful to uh, to then moving into a sales leadership role?
1: Yeah, and it, it, it's a really hard transition, right? I think anyone going through that period, it's so super tough, and I think the environment that you you need when you're going through that transition is a very supportive one, where there is a fail-friendly environment, because the mindset of an individual contributor is so distinctly different to that of a, a great sales leader. And it takes time. So, well, the first thing I'd say is don't think that one night you're going to go to bed as an amazing individual contributor and wake up the next morning and be an incredible sales leader. It doesn't happen. It, it takes a good period of time. And for me, it was probably a year, it's almost 18 months before I really found my groove. Um, but but I'll take you through, I guess, some of the mistakes that I made and therefore they've turned into learnings. So the first one was that I was always way too quick to rescue my reps. Um, And you really have to learn to resist that temptation because grabbing the reins from your salesperson just sends such a clear message to both them as a salesperson but and the prospect that you don't trust them to be handling that meeting. And what that does is that not only will the buyer lose confidence in them, but that poor sales rep has just lost all the confidence in themselves as well. And most importantly, you've lost the ability to coach them. So because you've you know, stepped in and you've become superwoman and rescued them, you've lost that amazing coaching opportunity. So as hard as it is, because nine times out of 10, you will know how to do it better because you've been that successful individual contributor. You just really have to resist that temptation. Um, so so that, that would be my, my first, I guess, mistake and therefore lesson that I've learned. I've learned very well now to zip up And sit on my hands and just let it be. Um, I think the the second thing is, and this comes from the mindset perspective, Angie, is just I never knew when to give up. And I think as an individual contributor, what makes you successful, I'm sure lots of people listening to this, you're so successful because you've got just that absolute tenacity, that absolute relentlessness to keep going And what I had that when I took that into leadership is I never knew when to give up on coaching below average reps Um, and just not knowing when enough is enough. Um, And I don't know whether anyone's read the Netflix um, Keeper Test by Reed Hastings, their CEO. Um, And it's interesting, one of the rules that I guess Netflix live by is that if a person in your team were to quit tomorrow, would you almost just accept it and breathe a sigh of relief? Or would you really try and change their mind? If it's the former, then you should just be thinking about almost giving them that redundancy package now and really look for that star, someone that you would really fight to keep for. So I think as salespeople, as humans, We're we're such positive people and we really want to try and make things work. And that's what we've been drilled into us is never give up, never give up on that deal. But when it comes to managing talent and a team, sometimes you do have to know when enough is enough. If you continually have tried to coach that underperforming rep, just revisit that Netflix, keeper test. So those would be the first two. Um, The third, um, I think that's a, a really important lesson that I learned is, just develop that genuine interest for the whole human being. Um, I think as sales leaders, and I I fell into this trap initially, is that I felt like managing my reps was about doing the forecast calls, going through their pipeline meetings. And that was it. It was numbers, numbers, numbers. And I lost that human side. And I think as a, a great leader, your job is to develop that interest for the whole person and cultivate a culture where people can be their authentic selves. And you can only do that by taking that genuine interest. And so a few things I live by now is that if I can't afford in my, in my week time for at least a one hour one-to-one with all of my team, I'm managing too many people. And I think we sometimes, and organizations can sometimes throw too many people as direct reports. You need to make sure you've got that time to be able to have a weekly hour, at least an hour's one-to-one with your people. Secondly, if you come out of that one-to-one and that direct report has spent most of their time, you know, talking through personal issues with you, and then you come out of that feeling frustrated or like, oh crap, I didn't manage to get to the pipeline. Then th- that's, that's just that you're approaching it from the wrong mindset. You know, this is called being a manager and it is your job. Whether that one-to-one has been spent talking about all of their personal issues, all the forecasts, you need to spend that time and cultivate that interest for them and their human side. Um, and I think if you genuinely do that, you will just be surprised at how amazing like people can be once you really get that genuine human connection beyond just the power of the sales number. Um, so yeah, I guess those would be three things that I made mistakes on. So I was too quick to rescue my reps initially. Um, I want to grab the reins all the time. I never knew when to give up on underperforming talent. I was just desperate for them to work out. I'd say the other thing with that is is personal pride, Um, particularly if you've hired them and you're like, oh no, they really need to succeed. Leave the ego at the door. It doesn't matter. Um, And then the last thing is develop a genuine interest for the whole human being in your team rather than just their sales performance numbers.
0: I love that, and I think it's so relevant to uh, today's leadership as well. Is actually having that whole interest in the person. Um, so, how do you think? So, looking at the current environment, that uh, you know your leadership style has evolved.
1: Yeah. So, I think, particularly in this current environment, I think the one thing that we we can all feel and relate to at the moment is is the word pressure. Um, whether that be pressure. In our personal lives and, you know, the environment that we're in in this very strange year, we've all had heightened pressure on our personal lives, I think. And that can sometimes transcend into pressure at work as well. You know, depending on the industry that you're in, I'm sure everyone has felt a a different sort of pressure this year within the workplace. And the one thing that I've really focused on this year is not passing that pressure onto my team because all that will happen is that they will pass that pressure in my world as a sales leader onto our prospects. And if you've got salespeople piling pressure onto prospects, particularly in the current environment, you are going to lose so many opportunities and you know, pressure is a big part of sales. And for any responsible sales leader, our job is to shield our team from pressure so that they feel safe, secure, and happy. And I think if you do that, you'll see a massive difference. The moment that you take pressure away from a salesperson, they will become more effective. Whereas in contrast, if you pile on the pressure, you're going to get all of those negative stereotypes that we've seen in sales. And it just doesn't lead to good results for anyone. So that would be a big one for me is remove pressure. And I constantly have to remind myself this year, my job is to shield the team from that pressure.
0: Absolutely. And, I, and I've always been a big fan of that. And, and somebody actually used an analogy once. It's like the manager's role is also to hold an umbrella um, over everyone's head and shield them from everything that's going on. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. No, I couldn't agree more with that. And, and more important than ever,
0: I think, in this environment. Absolutely. And so Nudge is a, a financial well-being uh, company. And, and you've touched on sort of uh, well-being as well. Yeah. Um, what do you what, what sort of things can you do as a leader to really help people's well-being, particularly in the current climate?
1: Yeah, so I'm, I'm sure we've heard and probably been on lots of different webinars, podcasts where people have talked about, you know, wellness packs and make sure you're having team time. So I'll sort of park those because I think we've heard a lot of those this year. And, and they're all amazing, by the way, those initiatives and making sure people are working in an environment where they've got a desk, a chair, all of that good stuff. But I think the thing that shifted the needle for us, you know, we are a wellbeing company. Um, the most is actually allowing people freedom to have personal development time, and it's easier said than done, you know, in this environment where you know there is that heightened pressure, as we've said. But I think allowing people and making it really clear that it's okay to have half a day, a day of personal development time, where outside of your day job, because and I'm, I'm using one role as an example here, but can you imagine being an SDR? That's a really tough job at the best of times. It's a tough job when you've got the buzz of the sales floor around you. Can you imagine doing it at home on your own, day in, day out? That is tough. So I think the break from the normality and the day job is super important. And we've seen people really thrive over the last month where we've reinvigorated our L&D budget. So we give everyone a personal £500 budget that they can spend on their own personal development. And it's just been an incredible win-win for both Nudge and for the person because they feel more creative. They are doing things that are personally developing them. But what's amazing is they're bringing these most incredible ideas back into our business. And we've just had a surge of innovation as a culture, um so that has been the big thing for us outside of all the great wellness activities that i know lots of companies are doing now have a think about your personal development and your your learning and development at this time as well
0: brilliant and that's a great piece of advice as well and i think often personal development is something that can take a back step uh, back seat as well Um, But when you look at it in the context of sort of innovation, but also employee engagement, it adds so much more value to the individual, but also to the organization as well. Absolutely. No, it's been a massive win for us. Excellent. Well, my last and final question is, um, what piece of advice would you give to uh, those women out there who are looking to make that transition from an individual contributor to a leader? Yeah. So I think
1: that there's a lovely saying of play up to your strengths and let someone else handle your weaknesses. Um, and I think when you're making that transition, always remember that you've, you've been super successful as an individual contributor. And I, I'm, I'm yet to meet an amazing sales leader that also wasn't an amazing individual contributor. So have that confidence that you can make that transition, first of all play to your strengths. You know, you know how to sell this stuff, which means people that are working with you in your team are going to love all of that coaching that you can give them because you've been so incredibly successful. So keep that confidence. You are going to have weaknesses. You are, and just accept it. You're not, you're not a finished leader yet and just accept it's going to take time As I said, don't think it's going to be a light switch. It's going to be switch on and I'm suddenly an amazing leader. It takes time. You can talk to lots of great leaders out there. We've all made a ton of mistakes. Um, I'm still not perfect at all. I make mistakes all the time. Um, And so, yeah, I'd say really focus on those strengths that you've got and have that confidence. Don't think it's going to be an overnight flip the switch that you're going to be an amazing leader straight away. And the third thing is the, the importance of finding a coach or a mentor during that transition. That for me was just incredible to have that person that I could have that one to one that was outside of my business. You know, that external voice to be able to coach me through that transition. Um, I'm more than happy if people want to connect with me on LinkedIn and ask me you know, to help them more than happy to do that as well.
0: Brilliant. Thank you. I love that. Focus on your strengths and know that Actually, it is a journey and we don't suddenly wake up as a, a Finnish leader. And actually, when we stop learning, I think we stop sort of growing as well. So I think we always need to be refining ourselves and learning new skills. Um, so thank you so much, Laura. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you today. Thank you. Thanks, Angie, for having me.
1: Yeah, I've absolutely loved it, uh, this sofa session. So, yeah, thanks, everyone,
0: and speak soon. Thank you.